Hello and welcome to the Whizbang Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Goodall. In this podcast, we're going to be talking to musicians. We're going to be talking to music business people. We're going to be talking to anybody involved with our little scene here. Um, my guest today is a drummer, singer-songwriter, touring and recording musician, Bosphorus artist, Rodney Elkins. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, baby. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Good to have you here, I should say. I got to get used to feeling like I'm in the room with you. What's going on, man? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm getting used to being a podcast host. Hey, it's working it. for me. You're killing it. Thank you. <laughs> man, what'd you do today? Today, um, just hung out with my homies, and um, we were working on a, uh, um, a little project, and then just you know hung out and came here. You're working on... You're working on an album. If you're talking about the album I'm thinking of, you're working on an album with your project, El Dorado. Is that right? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know those guys, but it's like, you know. It's sort of an, it's like, I don't know. It's yeah. iffy, right? Yeah. You don't trust them. Yeah, I don't trust them. I met them once, you know. Yeah. They seem all right. These aren't people you've been jamming yeah. with your whole life or anything. I think they, I think they, um, they got a record coming out soon. Right. Yeah. So. This is under wraps. Am I pushing? Am I pushing something I shouldn't be saying? Stay tuned, baby. <laughs> okay, that's all I need to know. I, I didn't say nothing. By the time this is out, your record will be uh, on the top of the charts. Anyway, we don't got to worry about that. Coming out, gold, baby. Yeah, man. Take me back just a little bit, because I know first and foremost you've exposed me to so much good classic country music. But where do your roots begin picking up the instrument? Let's start with just the drums. Mm. How'd you get to it? Uh, it started at home. Uh, my dad, he's a guitar picker, country yeah. guitar picker. And uh, he's played with like Tennessee Ernie Ford and um, Tom T. Hall. Nothing crazy. It's like a few shows, you know. But he's had his own um, band with his brothers. Like his, I have an identical twin uncle to my dad that is a, uh, he played bass. And then his their other brother, um, Uncle Dave, would sing and play guitar, and then they filled it out with drums and steel. And you know, I, I grew up listening to Waylon and Merle and everything like that. And uh, the good stuff. The good stuff. Yeah, none of that <laughs> crap today. And um, yeah, uh, like I got into school band, and when I was like 12 years old, I've always been fascinated with the drums. Like yeah. I'd go watch them play when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, like the firehouses and. Different VFWs and the, stuff. The family band gigs that yeah. they were doing at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, mo it was comprised of mostly family. There's been, like, my Uncle Ronnie moved away for a while. He's in Florida. So there's some other members and stuff at different points. But, yeah, I was always just fascinated with the drums. And he finally got me a set of drums and just been in love with it. Well, like eighth grade, ninth grade, something like oh, that. Oh, baby, fifth grade. <laughs> okay. I, I honestly <laughs> didn't know that. I've known you for a long time. I didn't know you started playing drums in fifth grade. 96. I had no idea. 96 mm -hmm. i was just a tot i was eight years old i would have been i don't know six years five years old yeah yeah i learned uh first beat i learned was that thing you do when the tom hanks movie came out okay about the band in the 60s and they're one hit wonder okay yeah i learned that drum beat that intro it's like boom ka, ka, boom ka, boom boom nice yeah. and straightforward <laughs> That kind of influences your, uh, you still play like that a little bit today. <laughs> yeah, I do. The first beat I always learn, I feel like everybody who sits down on a drum kit is boom, 
And it's the beat everybody sits down who doesn't play the drums. That's the beat they play. That's a comfort zone, man. That's a nice little. You must hate that beat as a real drummer. I pull it out sometimes, and it's like I do think about it. Like, man, you're doing that beat. You're doing. You're doing. You're doing the A one beat. You're doing a day one one hundred one beat. Exactly. You're doing rock essentials. Right. But you played in high school. You had a band in high school, right? Yeah. Yeah, El Dorado. El Dorado. They might still be around. Who knows about them? They might still be cooking. I don't, yeah, I don't know. know. I haven't seen them in a long time. I haven't heard about El Dorado yeah. in a while. They might be doing something. Yeah, they do. We don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Tell me about when you met Craig Berletic. Oh, Craig Berletic. Who, for some context, shares uh, your rhythm section and Tyler Childers' touring band. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. yeah tightest rhythm section in country music. That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually <laughs> met Craig 10th grade. 10th grade. Uh, we had math class together. And... Um, I was wearing Western shirts all the time. I had Vaseline in my hair because I really wanted to be Elvis Presley. Vaseline? Yeah. That's something that people do? I don't know. I did it because it was like... <laughs> no, true it's original. Sli- it slicked it, bro. It slicked it. I bet and, it worked. Uh, it's so thick. I was smoking Marlboro Reds. <laughs> okay. Wearing wingtip shoes and Man. just like really into like the ventures and 50s doo-wop and shit at the you time. Were, you were playing the role yeah. of like 50s rocker? ish yeah like uh, like the the country western greaser i guess mm-hmm. you could say if you mm-hmm. want to really narrow it down okay but um yeah had sideburns and shit and he um uh was really like better at math than i was and i was trying to copy all of them and he was just like man i'll show you how to do it but i ain't gonna <laughs> give you the answers i was like bro just tell me what the answers are. <laughs> Two musicians bonding over math. You yeah. ever hear that story? And then I found out he played bass, and I needed a bass player. Right. And, you know, we started jamming with some other people. And yeah. I was like, you ever heard of Merle Haggard? You ever heard of Waylon Jennings? Like, showing him stuff I'm into. Showing him your background. Yeah, and I, he was into, like, Slipknot and stuff at the time. Right. So, you know, uh, we did the talent show together. Right. Uh, 10th grade year and 12th grade. He'll tell you I, got, I fired him in 11th grade, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could play two gigs, gigs at once uh, then. And he was already playing with somebody else in 11th grade, so I got somebody else for that one. But, um, uh, yeah, uh, we played Fast As You, 10th grade talent show, got second place. Uh, second place. Yeah, and he got uh, – um, he bought a cowboy hat for it. Wow. And, uh, or might, that might have been when he, senior year, we did it again, and uh, we got first place. You got first place that yeah. year. And I uh, also got first place junior year, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he bought a cowboy hat, and, you know, it's like later on in college, we were in college together, jazz department. Mm-hmm. He was playing with James Barker, yeah. who we also went to school with in high school and played together in like jazz band also ended up in the same band that you're in now yeah yeah so we started out as debbie's and barkers as a rock trio because um they got rid of their drummer craig comes up to me and asks me to play and that's kind of how we started being a trio and that's how it starts and then uh you know tyler started coming around and we started hanging out with him he like, heard you he heard band, that bro. backbeat he heard that backbeat and said Shoot. i want a piece of that Shoot. that's what happened Shoot. come on tell him that's it was what more happened. like me being like you need a band brother and he's like i don't know about that and i was like no seriously <laughs> yeah it was like, you listen to me <laughs> please hey man please can i play drums <laughs> please for you play, could we right. just play for you like nah. this will work out <laughs> i don't know if i i don't know if i believe that entirely um we have shared experiences we were in the same uh jazz music department together uh and also the the other character you mentioned craig berletic um, we were in college the same time, 
And um, I remember it's, I would say this today, but it was always just, uh, it was as easy as a cup of coffee to play music with you, Rodney. Bro, just, it's just easy. Man. Likewise, man. It's just easy. You're inspiring when you oh, play. You thank you. That? That's very nice. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Ditto to you. <laughs> man, like, where are you at, like, right now as far as, like, the drums and, like, where do you want to, like, where are you at with, like, your practicing? Like, how are you thinking about the drums? Like, where do you want to take your instrument right now? Man, I want to take it to the best of my possible possible abilities and just try to get better every day it's a struggle every day but you know um i wish it like it would happen faster honestly like it's it's aggravating yeah sometimes and you know you know like i I try to work at it every day yeah you know i'm always going out to the studio and like trying to like film different things and Mm -hmm. you know like it's real novice stuff you know but it's like learning a song like learning two or three songs every week that i have to like perform is like kind of where I'm at your standards of what you want to achieve in a week are triple what mine are <laughs> learning two or three times to- two or three songs in a week <laughs> I would be lucky to learn two or three songs in like three months yeah well yeah, I told you it's going too slow <laughs> if, if that's too slow for you I'm never gonna make it because well, that's ridiculous well it's probably I, I put the too much pressure on myself but it really is like I just I want to be good man I want to I want to be the best drummer that plays a song without ego yeah you know what i mean yeah like that steve gad uh one trick pony record like paul simon when he played on one trick pony steve Gadd playing he played every perfect part for each song he played on yeah i wonder like sometimes when you're just alone practicing you do get hung up on like maybe virtuosity or speed or something like that on your instrument whatever it is but honestly the guys who get the most work are the just the ace part writers and ace execute Ex- executors of said part yeah if you can write a really slick part on your instrument and execute it within yeah. you know an afternoon and you don't eat up too much studio time yeah. like you will get more work than you can slick not complicated not complicated you know right. what serves a song like it could just be hitting a tom once you know and in, this, fill. in this one spot like on the floor or something but it's like right. man, that floor tom like, that works just right there that never right. changes the whole feel right but then it comes back around right and you know little stuff like that well if you're learning that many songs a week you're probably devouring that kind of information from these great drummers and then i'm assuming you're just trying to implement it right into what you're doing with other people in your actual real life right try, yeah try and um, i'm definitely trying to figure out where they're coming from when right. when i learn the songs and it's like sometimes i worry if i'm doing too much that it won't stick you know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, um, if I do it too fast, I won't absorb the language uh, well. Okay. You know what I mean? I got you. Like, it's like, okay, I did it. Now it's done. Next. Right. Like, you know, what did what did I grab out of that? You know? Okay. So maybe living with the material a little bit longer. That way you actually ingest yeah. what was going on with the part in the song. Yeah, exactly. That. It's like kind of it, trying to be a sponge, but... Andre the Giant squeezing that sponge out. So all, well, all the water that comes out, you know, after that first squeeze, like what's left. I got like you. I want it to still be wet in that regard. You know what I mean? I got you. <laughs> I, got, I totally get what you're saying, man. Tell me a little bit about, on a different on a different subject, tell me a little bit about your touring schedule over the last four years and how you dealt with all that. I mean, this is obviously a great, we're talking about practice a little bit, like playing every night is kind of the best practice in some ways getting that experience under your belt how do you feel like your drumming and musicianship has changed over being on the road as much as you were in tyler children's band 
and what that did or didn't do for you. Crisp. Crisp. Crisp me up. Crisp you up. Crisp I love up, that. Um, seriously. Uh, I mean, you know, night after night, uh, Tyler put it best one time. We were talking about it, and it was always like, say you got a four-week, six-week tour, mm-hmm. and, you know, that first week's all exciting. The bubbies are back together. Right. We're playing, you know, big yeah. shows. Yeah. All that stuff. And then it's like the grind happens. You it know. shifts over in that three week mark. It's yeah. like, okay, I'm at a job now. Yeah, exactly. It's like sleep rinse repeat, bro. You know? <laughs> well done. Little, well uh, said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and it is just like every day's the same. It's like groundhog day. Yeah. You know, but you find you find the happiness in it because you're playing. Yeah, you do get that muscle memory though, as far as just like we're talking about like a part executor. Like just can I hit my marks like almost like Broadway or something. I'm gonna step onto this mark. And I'm going to say my line so everybody can hear. You do kind of, when you play every night like that, don't you feel like it does kind of, It obviously a tour gets better as it goes on, but like it'll affect your chops too. Like you end up becoming, like you said, crisper because of that repetition. Yeah, and no one's perfect. So, you know, there's going to be some nights where you're not sure. Like, of course. You know, it's a chemistry between six people. Yeah. Know, in our case, it's that's six a big people. band too. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, something's going to affect someone differently every day in whatever city, you know, like, yep. you know, at, Traveling is just hard on you. Yeah. And like switching time zones and stuff like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And like everybody's going to feel different. It's going to affect everyone differently. And that right. comes through your playing through no one's fault of their own. Like we all care about it. And we all want to do our best. But, you know, of course, like no one's perfect. And it's going to be the way it is, the way it is. Right. And you just find, you find, you try to hold on to that happiness that you're still just there playing with everyone. Yeah. And then that's when, so after the grind happens about halfway through, then you get re inspired again. Yeah toward like the back half of it and you're like this is great like also, i love these guys the light at the end of the tunnel too like all i gotta do is play like six more shows like i'm going home in six i don't have to conserve <laughs> any more energy for the rest of this tour so let's just burn it out mm-hmm. these last six shows let's just go crazy yeah yeah that is kind of the emotional arc of a tour a little yeah. bit yeah and it's like you know you're not always gonna feel like playing every night you know some nights sure like man i wish i could just you know sleep or something yeah you, know. you could just go to a movie and go to a yeah. sushi restaurant yeah. and just lay down. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't want to do anything <laughs> else. Yeah, what else would you be doing? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing, man. Exactly. I can't do anything else. Right. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's a perfect spot to end. Rodney Elkins doesn't know anything else he would be doing right now with his life. Yo. He's in a perfect position. Does that sound about right? Perfect position, man. Thanks for coming by, Rodney. Hey, thanks for having me, brother.